welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is Rick Wirtz, uh, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, uh, where our mission is to encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. The vision is to engage dads in raising a godly generation and reinvigorate the church on the fathering front. Uh, this topic, uh, this, this podcast is built around our study called uh, Dad's Armor. This is the third of four uh, series uh, mm-hmm. sessions in this series, and uh, we'll work to identify, we've, we've covered the heritage uh, battlefront, the, uh, the battlefront for the heart, mm-hmm. and now we're going to talk about the battlefront for the home, mm-hmm. what's coming into your home. Uh, again, uh, in the studio with me is a dear friend, Mike Rosas, founder <laughs> of uh, Uprising Society and uh, chaplain of the Houston Rockets, uh, also a husband and uh, a father of three. So he's he's on the battlefront day in, day out. Good to have you, Mike. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rick. I'm blessed, to say the least. Yeah. Well, we're uh, talking about the home here in this uh, uh, this session, and, and uh, I, I will open up, just uh, cut to the chase here. We're going to go into uh, Ephesians chapter 5, 3 and 5, where uh, uh, Paul says, uh, but among you there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are all out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man as an idolater, uh, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Boy, he puts a standard high for us. Man, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Something you can't do without God, to say the least. Exactly. And uh, there's uh, how, how do we do that as men in this, uh, what I would call a hypersexualized culture? How can we stay clean, as, as Paul calls us to? You know, it's, it's a lot of hard work. I grew up in a, uh, what I would call a hardcore household. Uh, you know, my parents, this was before really the, uh, I guess the high speed saturation of internet, what we see now. But even then, you know, my parents only allowed us to have a computer in the living room. Uh, we only had a TV in the living room. And so it cut off a lot of the temptations. And so mm-hmm. it was hard, but it, it showed me the, the, the war is waging. And so you have to take a hard stance for that. And so even as I transitioned outside of my own household, created my own house with my wife and my children, you know, it has been being on top of it, you know, um, not creating space for things that I wink at or think it's okay. I take God's word as truth and I take that as standards. And so I take God's word and I, I meditate on it, right? Uh, you know, I put no evil thing before my eyes. I, you know, I walk in the spirit, I walk in truth. And so as I'm, I'm consistently meditating on this, it helps battle some of those urges and those desires because I walk in the spirit, I don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And so um, it takes a very head-on focus and a consistency of practice. You know, we uh, we also run a marketing agency, and I, I was doing some marketing for a church once, and they wanted a certain picture. This was before we had a full-time staff. And so I Googled a group of people because they wanted it for a small group. And so I, I Googled it and didn't find the picture I was looking for. So I said, let me try. And I put, a, I put a group of church people. One of the first pictures up was a woman in lingerie. If you don't think the enemy has a target on Christians, you have something else coming for you. Mm-hmm. And so it's about checking my filters, making sure they're on the, the highest level of, uh, of protection against those type of things possible. Right. 
making sure that I put myself around people that will hold me accountable. I want people around me that if I ever even began to hold these things, they would hold me accountable. If I did something that was disrespectful to my wife, I don't want people around me that will make me feel good. I want people to, that will help me understand the gravity of the situation. And so uh, because of that, you know, you have these these bumpers around you to let you know when you're getting anywhere close to that, you're getting close to being out of bounds. Absolutely. I, and, you know, and, and men are visual, so visual anyway. And I, mm-hmm. I think even uh, even in the uh, Genesis account where uh, where God brings and, and presents uh, uh, Adam, his his wife, mm-hmm. Eve, and, and he says, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. I think saying, God, you did good work here. <laughs> and and there's, a, there's an attraction, which is obviously a natural attraction yeah. to the opposite sex. And that uh, uh, that's something that uh, we have to calibrate and uh, and and manage all the way throughout, don't we? Yes. And, and I think that uh, years ago we had a, a a dad had his son come to him. His son was fourteen, and and uh, and just out of the blue, uh, his son said, uh, "Dad, will you help me stop pornography? I've been viewing pornography for two and a half years." Oh, wow. And it's just a heartbreaker, right? Yeah. And uh, you start to realize uh, how quickly this can get. You know, we, we uh, quickly, we what he did, we, we pulled some dads together to pray over this dad, right? Yes. And so we kind of had a discussion with, there was about 10, 15 dads in the room. And all of us got, uh, you know, we'd kind of grown up in that generation where you had to go find a magazine picture, mm-hmm. right? And, and what that dad educated the rest of us on is that this is just another click these days. Yeah. You know, you can go from click from a lingerie picture to nudity to mm-hmm. soft porn to hard porn mm-hmm. to same sex. I mean, it just it just gets it's it it, it spirals down very quickly. Yeah. And uh, so that stimulated a whole uh, relationship with a series of uh, youth directors that yeah. challenged us as dads. They said, uh, you know, we've been telling you guys this forever. <laughs> he said, right. you just turned a blind eye to it which uh, we were busted right and uh, so we said well what do you want us to do he says well we need to have an event where we just talk about porn and uh, so we started a series of uh, conferences we did uh, one in West Houston one in South Houston one in North uh, up in the woodlands and the topic was just let's talk about porn no (laughs) and and, uh, it it really opened uh, what I would say uh, it blasted the Lord's light into a darkness that yeah. uh, wasn't ready for that kind of light, right? And uh, it was really uh, powerful to see that as as we uh, just confronted the the enemy head on, then the, there was victory in uh, right. not allowing it to just continue in the shadows, right? Well, you know, one of the things the devil does so well is shame us. And when he shames us, he causes us to think that everybody's going to judge us and it's the worst thing we could ever do. And what he does is try to bring that shame into bringing closure into darkness. Because we think, okay, well, I'm still struggling with this, but I can't tell anybody because there's so much shame. And so what happens, you know, I, I, I heard of this recently. It was so powerful. When you looked at Jesus' life on the earth, um, one of the only things he cursed was this fig tree. And when you think about the fig tree, you think about what Adam and Eve were wearing. They were wearing fig leaves. And what Jesus was cursing was shame because the Father understands the highs and lows of what we'll go through. And even though he doesn't like the lows, he loves us during the lows. And he invites us to come with our shame, whether it be pornography addiction or lying, cheating, stealing, whatever the case may be. He says, come to me because you're never going to be free on your own. 
but I can bring you freedom. And so it's important to understand that that perspective from the Father so that we can truly have and walk in freedom. Indeed, and that, uh, of course, from the uh, devil's side of the point, he's all about shame yeah. because shame is that shadow that moves into total darkness. Yeah. And it's, that it's a powerful enveloping, enveloping a darkness when they you look at the suicide rate and what have you, it's all tied to the yes. shame 100%. that is embraced. So that's, that's probably the most significant thing that we can in, encourage dads on in this particular session is that the home has to be a safe place for mm-hmm. any kind of question or discussion. Yes. And of course that so starts with dad. I mean, uh, how, there, there's many times where uh, a young man uh, gets uh, addicted to pornography because he's found pornography on his dad's phone. Right. And, and so it starts, that's why I started with this Ephesians passage, is it starts with us. Yes. We have to be clean. Yeah. And we can only be clean if we're honest and we have those battle buddies that uh, I say, we don't want guys to just hold us accountable. We want guys that we can be vulnerable with. Right. Uh, just as you said, if that if that picture came up, I did the same thing, looking mm-hmm. for pictures for uh, for the blogs and mm-hmm. what have you. Right. If one of those pictures comes up, I just say, okay, devil, you got my distraction, but you ain't going any further. Yes. And just, just rebuke it right there. But to be able to come to a brother and say, you know, would you keep me lifted up? I got caught. Uh, you know, yeah. I just a little distraction here, uh, but I need I need to make sure that I'm covered. So yeah. you know, make sure you keep me lifted up in prayer, and uh, we'll be account you know vulnerable to each other, right. and then accountable uh, in that vulnerability, right? Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's a challenge. But I, you know, it these these uh, sins have repercussions, don't they? There's, yes. a, there's a ripple effect out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite books uh, in the Old Testament is Joshua. You know where where he's given granted victory and, and God always lays out specifically what plunder you can keep, what you can't keep, mm-hmm. and no, you can't, nothing from, from Achan, uh, you know, that, no, Achan is, a, is no, nothing from I once you uh, uh, defeat, and where would, no, that's, I'm not messing up that deal. The, uh, it was Jericho, wasn't it? They kicked, they, they beat, they, they wiped out Jericho, but they couldn't take any plunder right. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And uh, one gentleman, Achan, uh, brought he did. in, <laughs> brought in, uh, he buried in his tent some gold and a beautiful robe and what have you, mm-hmm. thinking that uh, nobody would see it or know yeah. about it. And they uh, they go up to the to take uh, the, the uh, city of Ai, and uh, they get defeated. They get uh, their tail handed to them, <laughs> and they come back uh, with uh, losing some soldiers and, uh, and the first defeat. And Joshua's trying to figure out, you know, God, what's up? You told us you were going to hand us all these things. And uh, and finally, uh, he says, there's uh, sin amongst you, mm-hmm. right? And so then they start the whole process to walk through each clan by clan, family by family, and they find the plunder in Achan's uh, tent. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't just Achan that, uh, that, was, uh, that was, took the consequences for that sin, right? Mm-hmm. It was his whole family, his yeah. whole livestock, uh, everything that he owned. Were, uh, were were killed, and uh, every everything uh, that in his uh, in his family were wiped out, yeah. and uh, that's how they had to purge the sin, and uh, so Deuteronomy seven twenty six uh, says that uh, we're not to bring a detestable thing into our house, that uh, it will be it will be so, I'm sorry, let me back that up. Deuteronomy 7.26 says, Do not bring a detestable thing into your house. Like it, or like it, uh, you will be set apart for destruction. Utterly abhor and detest it, for it is set apart for for destruction. Uh, how do you, what are some things that you do in your home to really be sure that, uh, that your house is clean? 
You know, um, I think the verse speaks to that very eloquently, and it says, utterly abhor. And I think so many times we don't utterly abhor it or utterly hate it, and uh, we flirt with it. Whenever you flirt with it, it's already the first step of falling. Uh, in my house, my wife and my kids know if somebody knocks on the door and I'm there, uh, you're going to be greeted by microsis if you come to my house. Uh, I'm the first line of defense physically and the first line of defense spiritually. And because of that, I have to, I, I have to mirror my love for my wife with a hatred for anything that would try to come in between that marriage of me and my wife. And so I create a utter hatred for pornography or any other type of adulterous affair. You know, I travel... I travel throughout the country. Um, I speak anywhere from 50 to 100 times a year, and I have opportunities where I'm in front of crowds. And, um, you know, I have a very trusting wife. And because of that, that adds a layer of security because I don't want to let down that trust. I, I create spaces where I'm, I'm never alone with somebody of the opposite sex. You know, people can say, oh, well, this, that, and the other, that's antiquated. Look, it is what it is. I'm 10 years of marriage, happily married, more in love with my wife than I've ever been. She's more in love with me than she's ever been. So we're doing something right. Amen. And so I think it takes that intentionality, and I think that's utter abhorring of those things that are contrary to God and contrary to our marriage. Absolutely. Well said, and uh, I, I tip my cap to you because that's the kind of <laughs> commitment that it takes. Isn't it, it does. You yeah. have to be all in. That's yeah. the only way it works. That's exactly right. And uh, so that uh, taking that stand uh, reminds me of the King Josiah, right? Uh-huh. Uh, that uh, <laughs> that, that uh, once he got to read, uh, the, the secretary brought the book of the law to him mm-hmm. and read it. He was convicted that he yes. wasn't doing right. So he, he walked through his kingdom and uh, uh, just absolutely cleaned it out of high places, altars, Asherah poles, the whole nine yards, just wiped everything out. And they, you know, what God says of him is that uh, neither before nor after Josiah was there a king like him who turned to the Lord as he did with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his strength, and according with all the law of Moses. What a, Power. what a powerful. Uh, statement that would be if uh, our kids said that about us. Yes. <laughs> That's goals. That would be a, that'd be a way to go. So uh, when you take inventory of your house, let me ask you a few questions. Uh, uh, was I, I, I think I think about a home as having a clean atmosphere. You know, yeah. it isn't something we can walk through and uh, spray Lysol or anything like that. But I wish it worked <laughs> that way. <laughs> <clears throat> but I look at my home, and again, this is one of those things that uh, are available in the study that uh, men can access, a faithful father by clicking the For Dads button on the main homepage, you can access this study. But uh, the five things are, uh, what, how was your home growing up uh, when it came to anger? Was, mm-hmm. the, was the atmosphere one where anger just percolated? Mm-hmm. Uh, or was it one where everything was pretty civil in your home? You know, in our home, um, my dad did have, yeah, he had a temper, you know, uh, the Colombian nationality, it, uh, the males are strong, they're, they're strong men, uh, and, and with that it can come some overreach on what's uh, legal or not legal. And so with my father, you know, I, I did see a harsher thing with that. You know, my dad, uh, he stands roughly about five foot six. And so I, I, I outgrew my dad in about sixth grade. And so my dad said, look, you're, you're taller than me, but I'm more powerful. <laughs> and so he, he brought that point out. home. Yeah, he, he brought <laughs> that point home. Um, but it's, it's those things, again, um, even the negative things that my dad did. And 
comes back to this principle of how do you honor, right? I can't see how many times I've heard that question by parent, children who have had bad parents. Uh, how do I honor them when they don't deserve honor? I'm like, look, the Bible doesn't say you, you justify that. or you, It just says honor. And so for me, one of the ways I found to do it is even when he has weaknesses or negative aspects, I learn from that and I allow that to be my foundation for being better, not than my father, but better as a husband, better as a man, better as, as being a father to my children. And so, you know, um, that is something my dad struggled with. And so it's something that, that I know I, I have, to, I, have, uh, I, have a, a, I can trend towards mm-hmm. if I don't keep myself in check. Right, right. And so it makes me be more intentional to make sure I don't go into those spaces that can be right. dangerous. Well, in honor, like say, uh, honor is, is respect that, that uh, like you say, the scripture doesn't say it has to be honorable right. from, your, from your perspective. Yes. But you honor the fact that the Lord's brought him, has him in your life for you to learn from. Yeah, and how you learn is is your choice. And I, about, I, I wouldn't be me if it wasn't for him. Absolutely. How about foul language? You know, my parents were very adamant about that. There was no foul language mm-hmm. at, at the house, and you know, I've never never really cursed. I cursed one day in seventh grade. I thought, you know what? I tried out. Didn't really like it. Haven't cursed since. Um, <laughs> Something about that knock upside the head. Yeah, <laughs> will get your attention. Uh, but you know, with my kids, I tell them the power of words. You know, I mm-hmm. stuttered for a large part of my life, so I really value words. Absolutely. And so I communicate to my children. And, you know, there's the power of life and death is in the tongue. And so we're not going to, you know, I'm not a passive aggressive guy. I'm not a screamer. Um, but you can hurt somebody with words. So you have to be very careful and use wisdom with your words so that you don't, you know, wound somebody in a way that could be very, you know, it could be long-term trauma just from words. Absolutely. Uh, how about alcohol? Uh, alcohol or drugs and you know, my grandfather was a lawyer, and he was a raging alcoholic. And it ended up being the the end of his of his legal services because he couldn't contain it. My dad also struggled with it before coming to Christ, and so because of that, I've never touched a drop. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, in the Bible, it gives room for for drinking alcohol. Christ did it, so you can't say it's a negative. But what I can say is, in my life and my lineage, um, it has been something that has led men astray and has affected families in a great way. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I think part of my strength is I know how weak I am, so I just stay away from it um, because I don't want to put my wife or my children in a place where they could feel in danger. Well said. Uh, similar to mine. I, I saw what alcohol can do to a home, yeah. and uh, so you don't want to be in that situation. I think it's uh, Ephesians three fifteen, maybe it's somewhere in there that uh, says uh, it. Uh, you just don't be under the influence of wine. Right. Rather be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So that's a, wise words. Of course, words. then the argument is when are you under the influence? First drink, second drink. Right. Uh, that's, that's all. <laughs> was a challenge but uh, uh, how about uh, pornographic material was there uh, was there were there magazines were anything like that uh, in, in your home no thank God growing up that, that was never really a, a deal with my father or at least something that I caught on to I still don't know of today so by the grace of God mm-hmm. um, because he had a real tight ship um, we, we never we never got the chance to really get into that and so because of that you know I know the effects are comparable to cocaine on the brain mm-hmm. um, and so because I, I never opened the door to that by the grace of God uh, right now it hasn't been a struggle and so because of that again I find my strength in the fact that I'm aware of my weakness and so uh, I close I close every door before I have a chance to open them mm. I like your word utterly abhor I mean that's mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, you, know, you could hear the devil come in and say, did, did God really say you were yes, yes, so, so y- good. Yes, it is. It's so, so utterly important. That's know? exactly what he said. Every temptation of the uh, <laughs> devil always starts with a question about yeah. God's word and then followed quickly by a lie, right? Yes. And our, that goes back to what we talked about earlier. How are we doing at immersing ourselves and being grounded in the word and right. biblical worldview? Then we can rebuke the devil with the word of God. Yeah, clear, of utmost importance. So the other... So we have uh, the five questions are anger, foul language, alcohol, pornographic material, and the marriage relation itself, Mm -hmm. relationship itself. These are criteria, if you will, or or five checkpoints to know how clean is your house. Are you free of that anger uh, environment? Are you free of any foul language? Are you free of the pornographic material or alcohol uh, influence in the home? And finally, are you free of of any wrong relationships being uh, an unhealthy relationship? Relationship being uh, uh, emulated or, or being put forward before mm. you uh, in, uh, in, uh, in in your home. So mm. it's getting that valuable lesson in the uh, marriage relationship, what a healthy relationship looks like. It's huge. So now, any uh, uh, you know the what we do know is that the the world will continue to be the world. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> yes. we we don't have any other option about that. We our challenge is uh, to uh, make sure that we. Offset. I mean, you know, you're coming into that age where your kids are going to be uh, questioning some of the things, so they're going to have their world encounters. Yeah. <laughs> and and no doubt, uh, what the average age now of exposure to pornography is like nine years old. And whether your kid has a phone or not, which I use this as an opportunity, that's one inventory check. Kids should not have phones with data <laughs> until they're in high school. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that would even be a senior year, as far as I'm concerned. Right. But, uh, but the but kid but other kids will have phones. And they're going to be seeing the images and what have you. So you're providing the foundation, but uh, we have to offset the world encounters with what I call God encounters, which it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing in your home. That's what we try to do. Yeah. (laughs) So that so when they are faced with that, uh, they use this as another opportunity to promote uh, uh, good pictures, bad pictures by Mm -hmm. uh, Kristen. um, I'm going blank on her name, but it it, uh, look up that book if you have young children. Good pictures, bad pictures, because that immediately gets kids thinking that no this this is bad you know mm-hmm. anything under the underwear beyond the the boundaries of the underwear that's yeah, bad so yeah. there's some good pictures bad pictures so the kids immediately know to rebuke now i don't need to watch that because that is that's bad yeah you know? so that's that's, uh, good. that's those are some things any other uh, final words to the to the the listeners here on the on on your home and the importance of uh standing firm i love the point uh being the battlefront, uh, you're the man that answers the door, you're, yeah. you're the spiritual intercessor, you're the physical intercessor. Uh, any other words of advice to these young dads out there? Yes. Uh, you know, thank you for being connected and investing into yourself through faithful fathering. Uh, also, you know, I just want to speak to you as men. Um, you know, your weakness is not a crutch. It's an invitation for God's grace. Uh, you know, God speaks to us at length about how our weakness is an invitation for His strength to be perfected. So sometimes we can embrace weakness and think, "Oh, it's just a weakness." Uh, you know, uh, I, I've always been an angry person, so we lean into it. Or I've always had wandering eyes, and we lean into it. Understand, your weakness is an invitation for God's grace, not a crutch. And the more we embrace that, the stronger we'll be. Well said. Well said. Well, men, take these uh, words of wisdom to heart. Uh, take inventory at your home. Keep your home clean. And uh, that's the dad you're called to be. That's the dad the next generation needs. Talk to you next time. God bless. Godspeed.